So the occasion for puja. And this itself is a mode of practice. So one can use it just as a kind of framework or wrapping for a day. Certainly shifts the gears. That's uh, one reason. You know, it goes out of function and speed and circumstance. And these uh, qualities of our day, function, speed, circumstance, get on, get organised, get it done, are such powerful momentum, like the drumbeat of our life is the clock. And, uh, you know, getting on, making things work, changing this into that, sorting that out, future, organising. You know, it's the great drumbeat to which we run. You know, so it's just using this, <laughs> just kind of shift the gear to another sound, sonorous, uh, not ponderous, but stately. There's a gentle dignity to it, not about function. I think with some beauty. Uh, puja is beautiful. So we always uh, cultivate puja. Uh, signs of simple beauty, light, uh, flowers, fragrance, water, clean, signs, and, uh, you know, and then involving oneself, so here we uh, chant, not speak, as you know our voices are taken away from us and thrown into language and the language <laughs> has its own, it's the language of communicating often abstractions imperatives, complex weave of social interactions is our language, most of it, apart from, say, poetry or song. And this is of the nature of poetry and song, puja, chanting. So it's the same. It's not about new ideas or organising anything or it's resounding the tones and the meanings of the Dhamma and actually you know we're chanting using your entire upper body from the abdomen, the chest, the throat the larynx you know and the mouth tongue, lips, uh, and make it like that, so you almost feel that swell of air coming up into your throat and holding it there and then gently shaping it through your mouth, and so the sound comes out, 
it's not hasty uh, it's a straight clean fully vocalized and felt sound the vowels of the Pali are always just pure bright open vowels and so twist there's no slurring mm. well, it's a lovely language to iterate to vocalize and you feel the resonances of that mm. in more recent times it, these chantings have been translated into local language Thai and then the English which gives you the meanings which are helpful to reflect upon in a slightly different process so I generally personally keep keep them separate because I find if I'm chanting the Pali sound I'm, I'm using a different part of my chitta than if I'm chanting the English in Chinese English, I'm actually, you know, getting the meanings of the words, what they're saying. I'm chanting the Pali, I'm getting the feel of the sound and what it's doing. And, you know, so the English is telling me about the meaning. And Pali is giving me the feel, like a subtle yoga of the nervous system. And clearly you can do both, one or the other, or mix them up, up to you. But I like to do Pali or English or something, you know. But over time, it's built up a set of, as you, as you resonate with it, sort of like, you know, putting wax on, on a piece of wood. After you've got 20 coats on it, it really starts to glow. You've been doing it. You know, once a week polishing it, it starts to shine and glow. So you build up a certain resonant sign. And the signs are very significant. Because uh, this is our first language. Before we had words, we had signs. Language of the chitta is signs, sanya, perception, not words. Mm. So these signs are signs that anything that evokes the quality of fear, threat, love, welcome, courage, you know, purity. These are non they're non-verbal, they're reflex. Chitta tunes into the signs of warmth or friendliness or absence of it. And very often in daily life, the atmosphere is relatively sterile. It's mostly um, quite dead, actually. You go to an airport, for example, and it's, there's no there's no home. Everybody's trying to go somewhere else. <laughs> there's no home in it. There's no gathering together, companionship. There's a lot of brittle commands and flashing lights so the sign signs of modern life are often of this imperative nature signs signals flashing lights beepers buzzers 
go here, don't go there. And you're receiving that. And not just the meaning, but also the impression is rapid, abrasive. Yeah. And it, soaking yourself in that day in, day out. Hard surfaces, straight lines, flashing lights. There's no grace, no no room really for a human body in that. Mm. It's just it's designed for effective mm, organization, not for organic life, not for so really helpful to just have an atmospheric dip, you know, every day into something that's about beauty and warmth and inclusivity and intimacy. The signs are soft, and soft light, flowers, soft fragrance, water. Mm. So you're conjuring up a sign that causes you to, to feel at home. First it seems strange because we've lost that so much. And when you get into you, you know, this is where the chitta rises, even though personally it seems strange. Mm. Gladdening. And then the meanings, resounding the meanings of, you know, the one you can trust, the, the truthful one, the compassionate one, deeply wise, in, one of integrity, the Buddha. Mm. At that point, in one way, it doesn't even matter if he existed or not. Because the sign exists, but the amazing fact is, this person did exist. Uh, probably wasn't as ideal as we imagine it, but certainly a person of incredible ingenuity, compassion, energy, dedication, profound wisdom, and meditative skills. You can't, you know, you can't make it up. And in the Dhamma, the uh, path, there is a path directly accessible by anyone who wishes to go into it at any level. And it's Kalyana, beautiful in the beginning, uplifting in the beginning, beautiful in the middle, Kalyana, Kalyana Dhamma. Beautiful in the beginning, the inspiration, beautiful as you practice it, beautiful in the results, uplifting, nobly. And the Sangha, those who are practicing with integrity, human beings, you and I. Mm. So these then are just very touching and including inclusivity. Ehi Pasiko, please come in. This is such an important sign in these days. 
That's why I really like to use the Pali because then it's not just English speakers, you know, it's something uh, uh, we all go to a, another nation in that, at that time where mm, we use the Buddha's language. So offer the puja and uh, page one. So this will do chant this in Pali today. And uh, some tips on chanting. I've just mentioned it, but again, you know, relax your shoulders. Don't concern yourself too much about getting it right. Get the right tempo. The following a breath rate that you you're not hurried. It's complete. It's a full, steady out breath, and it may not. You may not get to the end of the line of the chant, it doesn't matter. Just stop when your breath runs out, or when it's getting near the end, and then pick up, the chanting rolls on, and then you pick it up next time you come to an out-breath. And um, don't throw the breath out. So not all the sound goes out, you keep a quarter of it in your body. Yeah. So it's never full. You don't sh- shout it. You know you always keep some of the some of the resonance and the, and the breath and the sound in your body, where it can. You know, the resonances stay there. So it's a it's a gentle extension. This this again is a cultivation of chitta. The intention intentionality of the chitta is a gentle, steady is the standard rather than jump, crash, get there. It's a steady extension. And this chanting is an example of of that as a immediate practice. When you get the tonality and the rhythm, the jitta picking that up, you sit in your space, you know, some of the some of these meanings and, and images, this reaches the imaging level of the mind before the words begin yeah. and clearly there's your personal stuff personal karma good and hopeful and whatever but there's also sitting in the atmosphere of the sacred so you, you attend the person from the place of the sacred which and these sounds are generating an image of the sacred, a felt image, an image in sound, an image in, in the heart. So then you regard the person with a part of compassion, clarity. Yeah. This is her, this is how she is, this is how it works for them. Yeah. They are this, they are that. Mm. And then, why even call it anything? It's just stuff moving. Why does it have to have an identity attached to it? So really getting a feeling for that uh, way of Dhamma. So let's take a... uh, Put it into practice.
make the offering, it's also an occasion when you just bring up a thought you dedicate to your loved ones near and far, make an intention, dedicate commitment or patience or generous kindness, you know, you make that dedication so that as you place the incense, that's your resolve. Namayam Buddha 
Anuddharam bunyakitam lokasa 